Hey, folks. Thanks for checking out the Socially Challenged podcast. I'm Chris Timms, and uh, I hope March is treating you well. We're almost, uh, we're almost through it, almost through the winter. I don't know where you're living, but if you're in Canada, where I'm from, it's been a long, stressful, uh, maybe not stressful, it's just been a long fucking winter, man. And we've had gr- uh, snow on the ground since early November, and uh, just a lot of it, a lot of fucking snow. And I'm about done with it. And uh, let's bring on some nice weather, some sunshine. I'm going to try and get back into skateboarding. It's a goal of mine for this summer. Like, I've been skateboarding since I was like, I don't know, 13, 12, 13, something like that. And, uh, you know, as you get older, you don't, uh, you don't do all the tricks like you used to. You don't go to the skate park like you used to. Uh, but I've always used it as a mode of transportation to get around because... I don't really drive, and I tend to walk everywhere or rely on people driving my ass around or or taking public transit or whatever. And uh, I like skateboarding, so I'd use it to get everywhere. Less tricks, less tricks over the years. And then the past couple years, I didn't skateboard very much for a mode of transportation either. Um, wonder if I'm getting lazy or, or what it is, or maybe I feel weird because I'm an older dude uh, skateboarding. But um, my goal is to get back into it this summer, guys. Fuck it. I'm skating everywhere. I'm looking at getting a new skateboard, and uh, it's going to be fun, man. I, I, Growing up, I took a lot of licks for riding a skateboard, and uh, for it to be something that I just abandoned because I feel like I'm too old to do it, I think is ridiculous, you know? Uh, something a lot of people don't realize is, like, in the 90s, in certain areas, uh, you would get the shit kicked out of you if you rode a skateboard or listened to punk rock or rock and roll music had long hair. Uh, it, was a, it was a weird thing. Uh, you know, tribal mentalities existed. We got it. It's a big problem today, and it existed when I was growing up. You know, it was something that I thought was restricted to schools and, you know, being a child, but here we are, and it's everywhere you see out in the world. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, skateboarding, guys, it's, it's, it's what I'm going to do. I don't think I hit concrete as well as I used to hit concrete, but that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll manage. And, um, I'm looking forward to it. Playing some hockey, uh, not hockey, uh, skateboarding video games to try and like get amped and pumped. Excited to listen to some of the old punk rock music I used to listen to when I would skateboard around. And, uh, it's, it's going to be a way to keep me active. And, uh, yeah, anyway, that's, I'm excited. I'm trying to get pumped for the summer. Had enough of this fucking winter bullshit. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I've been doing. Uh, did a bunch of shows in Toronto. Uh, that was fun. It was a good time. A bunch of shenanigans uh, came to light while I was there, which I'll get into in a bit. But uh, yeah, as for the podcast, I'm not as consistent as I was hoping, but we are still doing it. We're fucking pushing it out. The podcast right now available through SoundCloud, hopefully iTunes, and wherever you listen to podcasts by the end of next week or so. Um, but I also made it available on uh, YouTube uh, from this point forward. I think the last audio article podcast is on YouTube. Uh, and then I'm just going to put up there audio only with like a static image or whatever. Because apparently um, people listen to stuff on YouTube. So that's what we're going to do. Um, also going to do away with like the theme episode ideas. Like, you know, random thoughts, random stories, whatever. Um I decided that uh, 
the podcast is just going to be what it is. I'll tell some random stories. I'll share some thoughts. Maybe we'll have guests. I don't know. Um, but I'm not going to divide it because then I'm like thinking, oh, I need to do like this podcast. Or I need to come up with a story for that podcast. And it's just, it's all the same fucking thing, you know? Um, so that's it. I'm still going to do the audio article podcasts though, because, um, I'll talk more about it at the end of the podcast, but, um, I started a blog thing and, uh, I like the idea of doing audio podcasts or audio articles, uh, just reading the blog or the essay, the article, whatever you want to call it that I wrote. And, um, you know, the first one, people seem to like it. So we'll keep doing that. Um, what else is going on with me, guys? Uh, trying to quit smoking, as I say, while holding a cigarette in my hand. Not lit, mind you, but I am holding it. And I have a lighter in the other hand, so it's inevitable. Fire will meet this cigarette at some point. But um, I'm, try- I'm trying to quit. I'm trying to kick the habit. And uh, it's not easy. It's not an easy task to do, let me tell you. Um, I grew up in a house of smokers. So I've, I like to tell people I've been smoking since I exited the womb. And my parents weren't, the, it's, it was a different generation. My parents weren't the type of people to like go outside to smoke. You know, we, I'm from fucking Canada. We'd be driving around to bowling tournaments in the middle of winter. And both, all the windows are up and both parents puffing away, you know. Um, so it was kind of inev- inevitable that I'd end up smoking. Though my brother never did, which is interesting. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Everyone else in my family smokes or smoked at one point, and uh, including me. I think I started smoking regularly. I was like, dare I say 13, 14. Well, maybe not regularly, but, you know, having one from time to time. Um, so it, it's, been a, it's been part of my life for a very long time. Working in restaurants, uh, something like a lot of people don't know, working in restaurants if you're a smoker, you generally get a take a quick smoke break every hour or so, maybe two hours, depending on where you work. And uh, that's nice, you know. It's something hard to to give up. Um, but that's, like, not the reason why I'm going to keep smoking, obviously, for breaks. I uh, I just I, I started to feel it in my health a little. Uh, well, okay, a lot. I'm not as healthy as I used to be. I'm not in as shape as I used to be. Um, smoking definitely kills people. And, you know, I don't want to die. I'd like to live uh, reasonably long. I think the other thing is, too, is, like, I don't want to be... I would rather live old and be, you know, sprightly and active and, like, the guy who just dies suddenly of a heart attack or something who's, like, in his 70s. Um, That's cool. I'm okay with that. I don't want to be the guy in his 70s, 80s that's like... I can't... And, like, I got to get wheeled around and I got to live in a home. I got to fucking oxygen tank maybe a fucking hole in my neck i just you know looking at those like possibilities which are real possibilities for a smoker i'm like uh you know no no thank you i don't want to do that but i enjoy smoking i enjoy the ritual of it i enjoy the calm and the the i don't know relaxation that it provides the stress relief um it's also a hunger suppressant. You know, I spend way less on groceries. When I'm trying to quit smoking and I'm not smoking, I eat like a fucking crazy person. I'll probably gain weight if that's a possibility. And I say if that's a possibility. And I'm sure now in my mid-30s that it's going to happen at some point. But I've been like the same size since grade six. 
fluctuating, you know, five, 10 pounds here and there, maybe not 10 pounds, like five pounds up or down, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what will happen when I start eating like a fiend, but, um, uh, yeah. So I noticed that, um, I don't know. I'm just rambling about my smoking cause you know, I need to quit. Like I, it's just, I didn't realize how hard it's going to be. And I don't want to like just quit smoking cigarettes and, and put on like the patch or start vaping and just, you know, basically give up one addiction for another. I'm trying to, if I'm going to do this thing, it's all or nothing, you know? Um, I just gotta, I just gotta stop. That's how I, how I see it. And, uh, you know, you look at the financials. That's what I try to do is uh, every week I'll try to add up all the amount of money I spent on cigarettes that week and go, shit, man, you could have spent that money on other things that you enjoy, you know, um, or saved it so you can go on a trip or, or something. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to quit smoking. And the other thing that sucks about trying to quit smoking is that I got a pretty bad temper. Um, it's like hereditary. It's something that like I'm working on and I know I have a bad temper and I can usually catch myself and I very, 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 very rarely direct it towards any individual. Um, but it is a thing I have and it is something that I've dealt with my whole life. And now that I'm trying to quit smoking and I go through these stretches where I'm not smoking any cigarettes, especially at work or something, and the temper gets the best of you, and it's hard to keep it in line. And so it makes you wonder, you know, like, should I just ruin relationships with people that I have, you know, in my life? Or, uh, you know, should I just die young <laughs> and keep smoking? I don't, obviously, like, that's it's the I'm talking, like, you know, those are the extremes, but... Um, you know, initially in the beginning here, that's how it feels. It feels that extreme because, like, it's hard. It's I can't explain it to anybody who, who's not a smoker or who hasn't had, like, a severe addiction um, to something that is clearly killing them. It, it's a weird It's a weird phenomenon that, uh, you know, it's a process. And uh, I'll keep you guys up to date on this process because, you know, um, it's good to talk about things. That's what I'm told. It's good to... Uh, share uh, what's going on um, you know what I also I've noticed is like if you have any kind of mental issues um, you know depression PTSD uh, autistic uh, and I you know whatever the case social anxiety anxiety you name it there's all kinds of you know Bell let's talk and let's have these conversations and then and then you got a bad temper you're just a fucking asshole this is what I'm noticing like, no one looks at you like, oh, man, that really sucks that he can't control that. And, you know, he sees himself being a dick, but he just he has to, like, he can't stop it. Like, it's, there's nothing. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, just be a little nicer to people in your life with a bad temper. Because in many cases, they might be, not be able to control it themselves either, you know. Um, like, I don't want to tell anyone off. But, like... You know, I'd also uh, don't want to spend hundreds of dollars a week or whatever it is on cigarettes anymore either. Uh, so got to get healthy and I got to save the money. So we're quitting the cigarettes. So, you know, I didn't do very good today. I've already had a handful. But tomorrow's another day and we'll keep at it. We're going to fucking persevere, guys. We're going to persevere. That's what I say. What else? What else is going on? I um, So besides quitting smoking... I, uh, you know, I 
work. I work my day job, as most of you uh, who listen to this might know. And uh, someone like, I don't know, like a month or so ago came in, some lady, and uh, or they sent an email asking, they're like some Catholic, you know, grade school, and uh, they're trying to uh, do a fundraiser to raise some money for some, you know, supplies and programs or whatever the school needs. So they were doing this like chili cook-off thing and this family fun day or whatever. And so they asked if, the, if we wanted to enter a, you know, a batch of chili or whatever. So uh, I have a, it just so happens that I rewrote the menu at this place or some of the items, most of the items, a lot of the items, and um, one of which being a lentil chili. Uh, it's like a ve- vegan chili. And I also did the beef chili, which is the exact same as lentil chili. And most, a lot of our regulars didn't tell the difference. Uh, so I was like, oh, we'll do this lentil chili and we'll send it in. And we sent it in. And I was voted best veggie chili. So there's that, you know? And I'm an atheist, and I'm helping at a Catholic school. See, we can all get along. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Though I, I'm pretty sure I was probably the only veggie chili. Maybe, you know, a couple others, but uh, still. I'll take the nice thank you card that they sent us. It took a while for us to get our fucking pot back, but that's another, that's another story. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I want a chili thing, so that's cool. Um... Next, we'll uh, we'll try stew. I don't know. Um, what else is going on? Talked about smoking. Trying to get back into the skateboarding. Uh, my chili. Uh, I guess we can kind of get into this here. Um, when I was in Toronto, I uh, you know I wanted to look into you know getting a, a CD re- recorded because like here's something people don't realize about the comedy uh, industry in this country. Stand-up comedy, it's a very difficult endeavor, uh, especially if you want to make a living at it. Um, first of all, our population compared to the United States is, is nothing, right? Like, the population of our entire country is the equivalent of California, right? So traveling around to do shows is a much daunting task, like a much more daunting task than it would be to do in the States. Um, so... The amount of money you can make on a weekly or monthly basis is very limited in terms of live performances, right? Um, And it's not easy to get around this country. It costs almost what you would get paid to get from one end to another, which is also an issue. But right now we're just talking about work. Um, So XM Radio had this thing, uh, this station called Canada Laughs. And on Canada Laughs, what they would do is they would play Canadian stand-up comics CDs or tracks from their CDs. And then these stand-up comics would make some money off of the residuals. And uh, it was a really, really great system that they had going on. And um, it provided stability for a lot of stand-up comics in Canada. Um, And I know, like, some people are thinking right now, well, you know, if it's difficult to do shows, just go to the United States. And that's a lot easier said than done. And most comics would probably run to the United States if it was easy enough. Um... But the, the, the cost to get visas and licensing and uh, the lawyer costs and, and everything else, it's, you can spend tens of thousands of dollars and not be accepted and not be allowed to go there and do comedy. Um, then the other option is you can sneak in, but then that has its own whole array of problems in, in, a, in and of itself. Um, so it's, it's, you know, if you can, like make a name for yourself at home or bank some money and take a risk, Right. Um, but making a name for yourself at home isn't easy. It, it's not easy at all in this country when you have places like the CBC and, and whatnot that, you know, they're a small little knit group and 
you know, everything you see that gets produced in Canada has the same fucking people in it all the time. Like there's never room for expansion or, you know, letting some newcomers in. It's they're very clicky, very tribal, much like the world we live in. Um, so comes Canada, here comes Canada's laugh, Canada laughs, right? This radio station and this radio station provides, like I said, money for these stand-up comics. Well, through the radio station, they get money from uh, sound exchange and, um, and we're not talking about like pennies on the dollar. Like, no, we're not talking about Spotify change. We're talking about like substantial money that like, I know a few comics that four months of the year, four or five months of the year, their rent is paid through residuals that they would get from Canada Laughs. Uh, other comics, you know, they, they pay for their children's whatever, whatever their children need through with the money that they get from Canada Laughs. Um, so it was a very valuable resource, supplement some income, while we go out and do can go out and do shows and comedy and write jokes and and do the stuff because like in this country the other thing that makes doing comedy very difficult is that we get a winter like a severe winter and so from like November to you know March we're in snow you know and September October you know they're not bad for comedy either but usually from September to beginning of April. That's your that's 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 the money time for comedy because people don't want to be outside that much, and so people will go to be you know inside and warm and laugh and forget about the fact that it's shitty as hell outside. But then come the summertime, once the fucking snow melts and the sun is out, it's very hard to be, get these people indoors to watch comedy shows. So then you end up with like you know April, May, June, July, August, where shows are scarce. It's really really hard to make money. So then again, those months some you know, um, get helped by the residuals you would make off Canada Laughs. Um, so that being said, uh, difficult, very difficult to make a living as a Canadian, as a Canadian comedian. Um, so when I was in Toronto uh, on the Friday, we found out that Just for Laughs took over Canada Laughs. And now, for those of you who don't know, Just for Laughs is a... Um, it was Canadian, but now it is American-owned by American Corporation, as well as Howie Mandel owns a piece of it. Um, they get taxpayer dollars for grants and subsidies, like millions of dollars every year. Okay. They um, treat Canadian comics at the festivals like second-class citizens. You'll have an American comic make 10 grand to a Canadian comic making two grand or something along those lines. These are the stories that I've heard. So they take over the radio station and immediately stop playing all the Canadian comics and only start playing recordings from the Just for Laughs galas, I think pre-2009 or something like that, because they own all the rights and don't have to pay anything out, no residuals whatsoever. So now you hear on Canada Laughs, Jeff Foxworthy and these other American comics that have their own Sirius XM fucking comedy stations being played. And no one but Just for Laughs is making any money. And you have thousands of comedians now with some type of secured income gone, taken away. No warning, no heads up. It's like they showed up to work that morning and there was bolts on the door, essentially. Um, so as you can imagine, a lot of comics were stressed out, really pissed off about this, worried about, like, you know, how am I going to be able to sustain myself. You have comics that quit their serving jobs or their kitchen jobs or whatever the case to focus on doing comedy. And now, you know, 
Like I, I knew a guy, I know a guy who quit like a good uh, office job. He had like a good job, but he was doing well in comedy and that uh, the money he got from Canada Laughs was the difference to make him be able to be a full-time comic. And it's just gone. They just took it away. But there's now, there's no, there's no subsidies for comedians. There's no grants for comedians. If you're if you're an actor, a musician, a playwright, a dancer, uh, the list goes on and on. A writer, uh, a poet, fucking poets get more love than comedians. Anyway, if you're any of those things, there are grants for you that this country, that this government will give you to pursue your craft and work on your you know your art not if you're a comedian though there's nothing there is zero for comics in terms of social social aid or whatever the case it's like comedians are are don't count you know um and i'll granted some of them probably shouldn't count but you have a lot of really great comics in this country a lot of really great comics in in america who are from this country a lot of great comics in the UK who are also from this country that had to flee because it's just not sustainable here. And then you have the world's largest stand-up uh, stand comedy festival come in and just completely rape these comics. Like, just take away everything and be like, oh, we're good for comedy. No, that's not good. Putting people out of work is not good for comedy. Making people have to question, hey, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Uh... Because, you know, I need a roof over my head. That's not good for anybody. That's not good for comedy. And it's not good for citizens and people and fans who want to go out and laugh and escape, you know, the harshes of reality every now and again. So it's... Anyway, it was... This is what I'm saying. When I was in Toronto, every comic I was, you know, meeting with, it was, just, it was the same thing. It was everything was just... It was, they're stressed out. They're pissed off. And rightfully so, you know... Rumor has it one of the people, one of the heads at SiriusXM in Canada, um, uh, someone who works at a station overheard him saying, I don't give a fuck about Canadian comedians. I don't give a fuck that they're not going to make any money. Yeah, you had Howie Mandel, who, you know, comics reached out to him on Twitter and were like, dude, how can you let this happen? How can you screw your brethren, essentially, you know? And from the foyer of his mansion, he put out a, a message saying, uh, you know, you Canadian comedians need to buck up. The gall, like the, the balls you have to have being fucking rich and telling fucking starving artists to buck up after you've taken a good chunk of their livelihood away. How insensitive or out of touch do you have to be? So, anyway, this is what's been going on. And so it makes me question, you know, stand up because it's like I got to work a day job. I work a day job so I can do you know, live the life that I want to live and do stand-up, you know? And I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not that well off. If I wasn't focusing on stand-up, I could probably make a lot more money taking a, a head chef job somewhere or, you know, what, something. But no, I'm balancing it to trying to make it work. It, I don't know. I, I don't know what my point is besides just, you know, relaying the information. But it, it, it's just, to me, it's, it's fucking shitty that you have this company that gets government money and government grants and comics who get fuck all, uh, they're, they're just re raking in all the money. Now, I've, I've been told, like, since this all went down, that apparently they're starting to play, like, 30% or 20% uh, 
Canadian content. But that's still, you know, like, that's a fraction of the comics, you know, that were getting played before aren't getting played now. And different curators, and so it'll be... It's a system now that can be abused by Just for Laughs. Like, hey, we'll play your shit if you, you know, do this show for less than your worth or something. I don't know. It's, it's another thing that they can hold over comics' heads. And that's what seems to be happening in this industry everywhere is that fuck the comic. It's all about the institution or the club or the, or the whatever, right? Like, that's what has to come first, not the entertainer, not the person creating the art and putting themselves out there. I don't know. I, I, again, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of ranting and rambling about, about this. Uh, I don't really have a point. Or I'm not really going anywhere with it um, besides to say that, like, you know, go out and support stand-up comedy, local comics. Um, buy albums if you can buy albums when it's an opportunity or buy T-shirts or merch. Um, don't support Just for Laughs. If JFL 42 comes to your town or whatever it is, JFL on the road, don't go. Um, go to the comedy club instead. I don't know. So show your support for your funny people. You know, um, I don't know. It, it's 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 very troubling that something like that can happen uh, with no thought to the well-being of the individuals being affected. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. But I guess it is what it is. That's life and. You deal with it, you move on. Whoa. And, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, people, people are shitty, and they shouldn't be. We should all be in this together. And that's, I mean, as good of a segue as any uh, to talk about my new blog. Um, well, I mean, it's not new. I've been trying to do this article thing, write my essays for a little while, but I just set it up as a blog now for some reason seemed to be the easier thing to do on my website. Uh, so it's a blog, socially challenged blog. Um, the first article is up there. Uh, the second one's going to be coming up shortly. It's about some of the stuff I'm kind of ranting about, about sh- people, be, uh, people being shitty, trying to change the world, the way people think about things. Um, so you can check that out on my webpage, sociallychallengedcreations.com. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, about this podcast, any of my other podcasts or future podcasts that I should do or you want to be a guest or whatever, uh, visit the website as well, sociallychallengedchris.com. I don't know if I said creations or Chris in the previous one, but the website is sociallychallengedchris.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at Tim's Comedy. That's at T-I-M-M-S Comedy. Um, I'd love to hear what you think uh, about the Just for Laughs thing. If you got any tips uh, for me on how to quit smoking, uh, that'd be helpful. Um, yeah, whatever. Let's just start a conversation. Let's see where we go. Check out the audio articles. Check out the YouTube channel, uh, Socially Challenged Creations. Oh, my God, I'm losing my voice. I've only been doing this for 30 minutes. Um, what else, guys? I think that's it. I think that's everything for today. Um, you know... This one wasn't horrible. I felt like I got a little rambly, but we'll get better for the next one. And um, again, thanks for listening. I hope all is well in your world, and uh, I hope the things you're striving for come to fruition. And um, yeah, that's all. Much love. Take care. Bye.